gotcha. I'll put it right here so we can hear it. So let's see. Can you hear me now or no? No. All right. It says join recording. So let me jump in the recording now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're good now. Gotcha. How you feeling though? Everything is good. Feeling great. How about you? Hey, it's always good. It's always love. It's the PEG podcast. Hey, what's good, everybody? You know what it is. And it's definitely your favorite show, which y'all should come back at you again. Uh. Hey, I got an amazing guest with me here on the PG podcast. And it's such a blessing, man. Keon Hunters, man. He's here. And the thing that I, that really drawn me the most about him, it wasn't about what you do, you know, real estate or anything. It was that passion, that grind that you had. And just sharing it with so many people. So, Keon, I'm going to give you an opportunity before we get started, letting people know what you do, who you are. We're going to always give it back to the most high, you know? And it doesn't matter what you believe in, who you believe in, as long as we give back to that most high, you know? So, we're going to take a little five minutes um, break before we get started and just give a little small word of prayer just to open up the uh, energies for everybody. Absolutely. All right. You got it. You got the floor. Yeah, well, hey, welcome, everybody. My name is Kenyon Hunter, born and raised in Trent, New Jersey. Uh, I still reside in New Jersey today. Um, traveled up up and down the East Coast after college and just trying to figure out what to do. And today, I am a real estate broker here in New Jersey and Pennsylvania and uh, also a, a motivational speaker. I mean, my main goal is real estate, really just a platform for me to really get to more people. My goal is to help everybody find their dreams and bring them to the world. And uh, I, I, I also... I mean, a kingdom leadership entrepreneur. What I mean by that is I want everybody to find their leadership ability. I want to create more leaders in this world. And the foundation of that leadership has to be faith, right? So that's a, a major thing for me. And, and part of that foundation when you're a kingdom leader is that you're helping other people. You're serving. And that's your number one goal. And all praise due to the most high, as you said. I mean, we can't, no, no glory, no grace is without, is without him. So all praise to the most high really oh, excited yeah. to be on the podcast excited to feel with my home girl char and uh you know i hope y'all get a lot of gems out of it today yes the energy man you always come you always give good energy so why not have such a motivational spirit an inspirational man just a powerful person that can continue to inspire so many people so like i said the real estate was something that i saw all over um that you was um sharing with everyone so the resources that I'm pretty sure is so many, not only realtors already has probably started, but some of the beginners, some of the baby ones, you know, that want to think about starting that step and taking that leap of faith. So as we're going to talk about real estate and that leap of faith, like what it takes. So, um, hey, let's get into, we call it the real estate giveaway. That's, that's what we're going to ah, talk today. It. The real I estate giveaway, because um, a lot of us got to find our passion that we get away from. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody thinks that resource is supposed to be given. But if you don't seek the resources and you find those people that align with you, that's going to give those resources back, then you're just taking, you know, just give and take, give and take, have an equal give and take in the world. So um, growing up in New Jersey, you, you when you spoke on it to me, you, I'm pretty sure you had a lot of challenges going on. And, you know, up north don't sound like that's a very easy place to uh, be as a kid. So growing up in New Jersey with the challenge, what was the biggest challenge that you faced growing up in New Jersey? Yeah, yeah, I think to start off, you know, to tell you a little bit about my story, 
So uh, like you said, I grew up in Trent, New Jersey. If you never heard of Trent, New Jersey, which I'm sure a lot of people have, I mean, look, Trent, New Jersey is notoriously in the top five for murder capitals of the world every mm. every year. And, wow. um, but you know, I always tell people, and I do a lot of going back to my hometown and always letting them know, like, listen, I grew up where you grew up. I grew up going to the same schools. I didn't go to private school, prep school, or nothing like that. I went right to Trenton Public Schools, Trenton High School. And, you know, it's not about where you are. It's not about your environment. It's where your mind is and where you want to go. And right. that's all, totally up to you when you decide that. So, you know, I, I, I grew up in Trenton. You know, I was in, I was in during the 80s and the 80s was a, a crazy time back in the hood. I mean, yeah. a lot of things, a lot of things came out of the 80s. It was a fun time. It was a wild time. I mean, hip hop, everything was just blossoming and going crazy. Uh, the drug game was, 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 was really blowing up. In, in the inner cities around that time. I mean, you know, if you know the 80s was the introduction to crack cocaine. And, um, you know, for me, I used to look out and be sitting on the street a lot of times. And I always tell people like, growing up, like I was on the street, but I wasn't in the street, right? Uh, so it's a right. difference between that. Yeah. So I'm out there and I'm looking and I see all the, all the hustlers out there and the cars and the fresh sneakers and everything they had. But, you know, I never was really interested in doing what they were doing and no disrespect to you got to hustle and do what you got to do to raise your family. I ain't never going to knock nobody for that. Um, but for me, I always told myself, like, you know, it's, it's coming fast and that's cool. But I also like seeing the cats from my hood that was going to college and was entrepreneurs and starting businesses or going to work for corporate America and things like that. So. I wanted everything they had, but I wanted to do it just, I just wanted to do it my way. And I think that growing up, a lot of people actually respected that. A lot of my homies that were in the streets, mm -hmm. they respected the way I decided to go about it, right? And even to this day, you know, there's always been this love between us. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always looking at my, my people in the streets and like, listen, you know, it's always other ways you can get it and get to it. And I, I shown I shown you how to do it. I showed the blueprint. I'm talking to these young boys out here and the young cats, everybody, young boys, young girls out here. Like, listen, don't let the environment make you. You make the environment and you make something out of the environment. Right. So, right. you know, the, the, the slogan for, for Trenton, if you ever come to Trenton, it's a, it's a bridge that connects uh, uh, Trenton and, and Pete, Pennsylvania. And the, and the slogan is Trenton makes the world take. So I always tell people like, that's all I am, right? Trenton made me, the world took me. So here I am. Right. Um, you know, and from a real estate perspective, I mean, look, I've always been in the real estate, but like everybody else, I, I went to college really not knowing it, it was just the thing to do, right? It, it's a mm. big deal. You can get out the hood and go to college, right? So I went to college at University of North Carolina at Greensboro, then I actually transferred to Morgan State in Baltimore, Go Bears, HBCU. And, um, <laughs> But I still didn't know what I wanted to do. My major was political science, right? I just was like, look, listen, honestly, I want to take whatever curriculum is going to help me avoid taking any type of advanced calculus or anything like that. I just didn't want to Easy. do any math if it didn't have nothing to do with money, right? The only uh, kind of math I ever wanted was money math, right? Yeah. So I had I got a degree in political science, got into the real estate world early after college, um, doing a little bit of everything, investing, mortgages and stuff like that. I didn't actually become a licensed agent until 2015 because one of the things that we're not exposed to as a people a lot is the whole real estate agent business side of, it, right? Mm -hmm. And you watch TV and you see HGTV and you see all these big time agents, but that is available for everybody. And the reason why this is the real estate giveaway, because I believe that, as I said earlier, leaders create leaders and everything you know, all your knowledge and everything you can do, give it away, give it to the right. world to have, right? There's, there's enough out here for everybody. I think that growing up, especially like, for instance, growing up in Trenton, to get back to that, 
when I was growing up or even when I was in college or even a little bit after college, I would ask people about certain things. A lot of our people don't want to share things, right? No. They think, oh, okay, so it's not just me, okay. No, no, I mean, that's a struggle that we have that we got to do better as people with is, look, give to each other, right? Yes. Don't be keeping this these secrets, don't be keeping these these ways in the sauce and the, the ways into yourself. You're not making, the, the community is stronger when everybody's eating, right? That's so true. I believe in that, I, I believe in that, so that's why, I never, I don't care who reaches out to me, right? I, and look, I can't get to everybody sometimes, but when people reach out to me and they, if I have a chance to answer a question or give them some type of gem, some type of knowledge and be of service, right? Then I'm always gonna do it. Mm. So I'm pretty sure like, um, this is something that many people feel like, oh, it's just the South, it's just a North. Um, there's struggles all over. And like you said, 80s baby, I'm a 90s baby, so I wouldn't, mm -hmm. I hear so much about 80s. And what I've heard yeah. was the same thing. They all say it was so much fun. It was it was such a like a lit year, I guess, century. And they all say Crazy. something, you know, it was full of cocaine, it was full of um, drugs, it was mm -hmm. full of like basically that fast life, you know. And yeah. is that is that something that you um feel that could be healed from? You know, maybe some people um right now that was 80s baby, they feel like that hustle, like you said, a little different. Um, is there yeah. is there some healing you think that needs to be going on for them to face that you can hustle a different way? Absolutely. I think that, look, for one, some of your biggest hustlers out there run some of the most dynamic uh, businesses you can imagine. They run right. corporations better than some corporations that run. So right. imagine if, you know, we're just led to take that same business mentality, right? And we just kind of got to remove the, the fast money side of it. But look at the long-term side of it, right? And you that same <clears throat> that same business talent that we're seeing in the street can mm -hmm. start these businesses, you know, in real life, right? That's legal, that you don't gotta walk around worrying about anybody. You ain't gotta worry about your phones being tapped, your messages being taken. We in this world of social media now where it's hard to get away with anything these days, right? I mean really, it's, because it's everywhere. really a matter. Oh, that's anywhere. Like, look, we're it's a matter of it's not. I'm trying to avoid getting caught. It's just at some point you're going to get caught, right? When they're ready to come get you. That's just kind of yeah. that's just kind of how it go. They know what you're doing. They know who you are. They know they know you out there, right? So it's just a matter of when you when they get through that paperwork, your name come up. They're gonna come get you. That's what I believe, right? I kind of know that. That's just how it works. So you know, I think that there there has to be some healing, but there has to be more sharing. We're not sharing enough information with each other, right? We're not giving each other enough gems. We're not saying like, bro, like that cash, you can buy a crib, you can do this, you can start a, you know, you can get, buy, with all that money, you can buy 20 rentals, all cash flow, you're making 20 grand a month. Like, there's so much stuff that we just don't share with each other, because a lot of times we, we feel like it's better to keep it to ourselves and, you know, we don't want nobody else eating off our plate. But the problem is, you know, you can't, it's lonely at the top. And you can't really get to the top by yourself. You gotta, you gotta reach down and can always be pulling people up. Which, because, like I said, the more people, what people understand is, look at countries where there's this uh, monarchy and this is one rich family and everybody poor. The country is not a great place to be. No, right? not. The reason why America thrives is because of it's, it's, you know, it to the extent. This is this is free business out here in America. That's why everybody want to be here, mm -hmm. right? Because really, on the foundation of it, well, not, not the foundation of it per se, but on the foundation of it, we're supposed to be an area where it's free work out here. Everybody has an opportunity, right? Right. Now, 
our story as black people is a whole nother story when it comes to that, right? Because right. it's supposed to be like that. It's not necessarily like that. Yeah. But in in the grand in the grand scheme of things, on a daily basis, it should that's what it should be. And it's the same concept when you look at the hood, you look at people you're around in your circle, you should always want people to be the more people that are successful, the better quality of life everybody's gonna have. That's just how it is, right? Like in the real estate world. You always want agents to do better because if all agents are doing well, that means there's more homes to sell, there's more homes to buy, there's more investment properties to, to fix and flip. If that's just a, a, a consequence or, a, a, you know, that's a result of everybody doing well. Right, right. And <clears throat> I know that uh, coming from New Jersey and now taking the role of uh, entrepreneurship and real estate, um, there's definitely something new that you bring into your community because like you said, so many was on a whole different path and you took that hustle and brought it differently. So um, leading up to that, who is Keon Hunter? You know, who is who is what? Who made Keon Hunter growing yeah. up in Trenton, New Jersey? Like, who are you? You feel me? Like, what made yeah. you? Yeah. So, I mean, to be honest, a little bit about like who I am. Look, I grew up just like every. I'm an inner city kid, but I had dreams. I had dreams. I had ambitions, and I have goals. I still have all these dreams and ambitions and goals. You're, I'm a, I'm a, I've always been a person of a growth mindset, right? You never stop learning, you never stop growing. I was always curious about my life and curious about the things outside of my life that would be good for my life, right? right. I think that's major for people. So, you know, I grew up, mom and dad, you know, I, my mom, my mother and father were together till I was 23 years old. I was already going out the house by the time I, my parents separated. But, um, you know, my mom grew up in Trent, New Jersey. I, I grew up in the house that my mom grew up in and all her siblings. My grandfather was from Atlanta, Georgia. My father is from Atlanta, Georgia. So, you know, I'm a big Falcons fan. And I love I love the South, right? Hey. Um, you know what I'm saying? The South is, the South is uh, I, I'm I'm down, deep down, I'm a Georgia boy because of my, my Georgia roots, <laughs> right? But I just got, I just got, I, you know, a lot of people up North always say like, are you from the South? Cause I'm just like, look, you just don't understand my, my ATL roots. My dad was, grew up in Bankhead, right? So oh yeah, is there? My ATL, <laughs> yeah, my ATL roots is just, is just so deep that people think I got a little Southern swag to me a little bit. But um, yeah, so grew up, you know, it, it was crazy because when I grew up, my father was actually, was actually hustling. My father was in the street and you know, he was, um, but he was a hard worker. Most of my hustle came from watching my dad hustle. And, uh, you know, my father did tell me when I was growing up, like, listen, when I became a teenager and I started kind of noticing things and he said, listen, you know, I, I think, you know what I do out here and I, I hustle to take care of the family. Then he got a real job, but he said, look, you'll, you are way smarter than me. You're a hundred times better than, than me when it comes to, you know, your, your smarts and your intelligence. So you'll never have to do what I do, but you'll do it a hundred times better and, and you'll do it the right way. So I kind of just ran with that, right? My father basically said, look, you don't never have to go out and be in the street because anything you need, I'll get you as long as you do what you got to do, right? Which was, right. you know, be a good person, go to school, you know, look after, you know, look after my community. And as long as I did that, it was nothing I couldn't ask my father for. So like, I always had fresh J's when I was young, right? I always had a new bike. You know I mean? I got a, I got a Nintendo when it first dropped, right? But I didn't do it because, you know, my family was, was privileged. We wasn't privileged at all but it's, it's just something that my father promised to me, right? He said, as long as I do the right things, you know, so I, you know, I played sports, I hung out on the street, but I just, you know, I, I knew when to leave, I knew when to go home, or I knew when to step away, because it just wasn't for me. And right. I wasn't afraid to let anybody know that, right? Because I'm big on leadership. 
I'm big on, you know, I'm not a follower, I'm a leader. And I knew that from a very young age. My father taught me that. My father always said, you know, you don't follow anybody. You're a leader, you set the pace, right? So for me, it was never about peer pressure, never about, you know, oh, I want to be like so-and-so. I just wanted to be like me. Right? Yeah. I didn't want to be like nobody else. I just wanted to be like me. And I wanted to grow up to follow my dreams, not nobody else's dreams, right? So it sounds like, wonder... like you already had that, that, that stone, like I know who I am, you know? I did know who I was. And, you know, like some of us, you know, I won't say, some of us are born leaders, right? And then some people, we need people to help us develop our, our, our leadership. And at the end of the day too, not everybody's an entrepreneur. Not everybody's always gonna be a person that can be in the front of the pack. Some people have a role within the pack, right? right. Within the organization. Right. So you need you you need that too. But you gotta recognize that about yourself. And I think for me growing up, that's just something I knew about myself at an early age that, listen, listen I'm a leader. I'm not gonna follow nobody, right? And if I'm not with it, I'm just not with it. So um, that made me a lot. I think just looking at my dad hustle, making sure everything was always taken care of, you know, being a man of his word, you know, saying like, listen, you ever want something, don't worry about it. You don't have to hit the street. I got you. And guess what? When I came and asked for it, the grades was looking right. I, I wasn't, you know, running around, getting in no trouble or nothing like that. And I was playing sports, doing what I had to do. If I asked him, he never told me no when I asked him for something because it was a more like, and today I'm a father, right? I got, I got, I got two children and that's how I am with my children. Like I'm blessed to be able to get, provide a life for my children. I didn't live, right? They right. are seeing and we live in, you know, we live, I can provide a standard of living that, you know, I dreamed about when I was young for my children. That's a blessing in itself. Uh, but at the same time, I always tell my kids, listen, as long as you do everything you got to do, you're a good person and you're a person of service, then it's, it, it, I don't, I don't, I'm blessed with this where I never have to tell my children no for anything, right? Right. And, but I kind of get that from how I grew up because, you know, my dad made sure it happened. I mean, look, I didn't always know what he was doing to make it happen, but he made it happen because yeah. he, he was a man of his word. You feel me? And do you feel like, like today's time, I'm pretty sure, like, um, you know, such as like Kurt Franklin incident that happened with his son and um, pretty and more, not just saying that, but there's more celebrities that, that get thrown out there with um, public um, parents to y'all say like the public parental rights like far as like people in their business knowing how how a child feel versus how they actually been treated do you feel like um in a sense like such as that Kirk Franklin incident do you feel that um being a little like you said your father let you know as long as you do the right things you can go get it do you feel sometimes that maybe it's been handed too much to where they don't know well what the right thing is right but they have more confidence of being privileged you know that that veil of their eyes are more privileged than one to be right right so i think there's a big difference between privilege and understanding right so like if you ask my daughter right now you know you know does your daddy just give you everything or is daddy easy or are you privileged? She'll say, no, I know how hard my dad works, right? Like if I go to Target with my daughter, right? My eight, she's eight years old. If I go to Target with my daughter, she'll say, you know, daddy, I really want that doll, but I know how hard you work, it's okay, right? And my response is, you know how hard I work, so you know I can get it for you and you deserve it, right? Cause she's a good right. student, she do everything she gotta do. So I think it's a part of, your children need to know, understand how hard you work. They need to understand that this life isn't, wasn't given to me and I'm providing it for you, but it's under conditions, right? right? It's not that, you know, you just sitting here reaping the benefits. No, you're, you're, this is this is under certain conditions that you're gonna experience this life that, that, that I'm able to afford to you, but you better appreciate it too, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that, I think that the biggest thing, and I was just talking about this with somebody, 
people are not talking to their children enough and finding out how they feel and what's going on with them sometimes. Sure. Like even, you know, we got kids. So, you know, there's things that children, if you don't ask, they're not going to tell you. They're not going to tell you if somebody's, they're not necessarily going to tell you if somebody's picking on them at school. They're not necessarily going to tell you how they're feeling about themselves inside all the time. Right. So I think that as parents, we have to do a really good job in making sure we communicate with our children, making sure our children can always find they can come to us as well. Right. When I was growing up, I felt like I'd always come to my parents. Right. My parents was like, look, my parents was, was younger parents. They was out there having fun, you know, doing whatever they was doing. So it was almost like I wasn't afraid to tell my parents anything. And to an extent, I think that's how it has to be. Right. I think you there's a healthy fear you should have because like for, for one, I, I, when I see children curse around their parents, I just be like, whoa, I could have did that when I was young. My mom right. would smack me in the mouth, right? This is how I was brought up. And like I said, my grandfather, my grandfather, my father, they're from the South. They don't play that, right? No matter how old you are, you know, you don't, when it, when any any one of my neighbors could smack me in the mouth for cursing and my parents wouldn't have had no problem with it. Like if my neighbor next door said, yeah, I had to, you know, I had to tap him because I heard him talking real crazy to, a, to another adult. My mom be like, that's what he deserved, right? Mm-hmm. That's just how we grew up. You know, it was really like a village, right? Any anybody's parents, any one of your your people's parents could pull you up and make sure and discipline you. It wasn't a problem. You can't really do that today because nowadays you can't, you know, you can't even yell at a child in the grocery store if they're doing something wrong right. or whatever. But that's the kind of responsibility level I think as parents that we need to have. You need to be involved and talk to your children. Um, I think that to to heal and to under, for a child to understand, like, look, you know, we worked hard and this is the life we're able to provide for you, but you gotta, you have to appreciate because right. you don't appreciate it, you can find out what the other side looks like at any, at any time, mm-hmm. right? Because I, I always tell my children too, I say, listen, my, my, not my, my son is only three and a half, so he don't get it, but my daughter, I always say, listen, I'm not, when you get out in the world, the world is never gonna love you as much as daddy does. The world is not gonna treat you the way daddy does. And people are not always going to talk to you the way I do. So you got to be prepared. You got to be strong. So don't get this life that we have as what the world is going to give you, because that's not what the world is going to give you. No, you know what I'm saying? That's true. I talk to my girls that like because the environment is so safe, it's, it's what we created. When you go out in the world, that's why that's why you you're shaking and if people be mean to you or people don't react to you the way you want them to because not everybody is being taught the same thing but just because someone's teaching want to be mean towards you don't mean you have to act that way you know if, if you if someone's bullying you or you know something like that then speak up when you try to teach them how to speak up but right channel their energy in a way that you don't necessarily have to um throw a fit you don't necessarily have to retaliate in a bad way to get your point across you know there's other ways you can say you know i I am uncomfortable with this and then you know going to an adult and let them know in the proper way because um like my oldest daughter she she gets too frustrated she has anxiety and then she'll she'll go off just crying tears and it's hard for me to understand like what are you saying like, right <laughs> I don't, I, and it, it takes forever like 15 minutes to literally get you to calm down it's okay okay tell me what you're saying. And that's why I right. tell, like, you, you're the older one. So when I know how to come to you, but somebody else as your teacher and as you get older, they come to you, they're not gonna know that. And if you throw a fist like that, they'll be they'll be easier to write you off than trying to hear what you say because you're you're taking too long to, to tell your, your feelings, you know, instead of just exploding 
and crying and going to like a manic meltdown, say what's wrong and let's let give us the opportunity to fix it. So they have like a little safe bubble. Like you said, you create, you create your own safe bubble with your children, but that's the harsh reality as we had to face as kids too. Um, the little safe bubble is not given from everybody. They're not right. cared. So I, that's actually strong of you and big of you that you teach your kids that at an early age, because I, I'm like you, I don't feel like many people are talking to their children enough. You know, they're not sitting yeah. down and, and seeing, saying what's really wrong. Like, how do you feel today? You know, right, um, right. Getting to write out their feelings because that's something we'll get them to do. Um, um, come home from school, be like, okay, what did you do today? And don't tell me, write it down. Cause I want to know, maybe, maybe you get too excited and tell me one thing too many times, but write everything down. So you're going to write everything in your feelings too. Now we're able to understand well, how your day was, how did you feel throughout the day and how can I help you see that Maybe maybe you were sad all day and you thought people didn't like you just because you were sad. No, you were sad, so you brought the environment to other people. You know, so right. now they're starting to understand that. Um, I can talk with my words instead of throwing energy, you know. Because energy is right. important. You know? 100%, 100%. Very important. So with, with all this, your, your family and your mom basically being the, the glue, your dad being the glue, and they're both teaching you things in the world and you're passing it down to your, your generations. Would you say this is like, this strong mindset is what led you to real estate? 100%. I think that, so I've always been in sales. So I, a little bit about after college, so I dibbled and dabbled in real estate in 2008 happened. And like most people, it was it was rough in 2008. And I was young, so I didn't know what to do with all that money and probably wasn't running a, a real like strong, you know, the, the structure of the business I was running wasn't that strong. So ultimately in 2008, I, I, I went broke for the first time, just like everybody, just like a lot of other people. Right. So, um, but mindset is what kept me going, even though I always tell people like, you know, I, I was broke, but it, I wasn't broke, right? I might've been mm. broke financially, but I wasn't broke. There was nothing gonna break me. You're either, right. you know, I always tell people like, you're either getting up or you're up. You're never down, right? Never if, down. You, if you're down, you know, there's, you got you got to get up, right? And if you can look up, you can get up. That's what Les Brown always says, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah Uncle Les. Les. Shout out to Les Brown. That's, that's, yeah, shout out, to, shout out to Uncle Les. But, um, you know, 2008 went broke, struggled for a few months, just trying to find my way, you know, I was, struggling you know trying to find myself again after coming off a pretty a pretty nice run and off a high and um got into the tech world i was in the tech world for uh, about 10 years i was in, i was in the tech world i was working for ibm microsoft a lot of big companies at&t mm. i was working for a lot of these big companies where a lot of people probably would have been like man you know you work for these great companies life must be good and you know i learned a lot about corporate america while i was working for those companies but I always wanted to be an entrepreneur and do things on my own. I always wanted to have my own schedule. I always wanted to always, especially when I had my, my, my first child, I was just like, listen, I don't ever want to miss anything. And right. sometimes these companies, they got you jumping on planes to go deliver PowerPoints for somebody else. They got you in meetings so true, doing true. all these things for somebody else. And I said, you know, it, it got to come to a point where I want to do things, you know, for myself. And, and that's when I explored becoming a real, a licensed real estate agent. Uh, then I became a broker, but mentally in any type of sales role, you got to be strong. You got to be able to, you know, no is something that you hear more than yes, a lot more, right? It's probably so true. 10, yeah, 10 no's for every yes. And if you're good at connecting with people, then you don't really get a no. You just get, I need more information to say yes. Mm -hmm. But some, we live in a world where everybody wants instant 
glorification. Everybody wants that yes right away and they want it the quickest way possible. And sometimes in real estate and any type of sales role, just doing business in general, being an entrepreneur, that's just not the case. That's just not how it works. And it's uncomfortable, but I always tell people when you're in an entrepreneur, right, which are real estate, if you're in real estate, you're an entrepreneur. You got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. That's one of the biggest things. And that takes a certain type of mindset to know, like, man, I don't have no check coming in two weeks, but I'm going to make something happen in two make weeks. Happen, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it definitely takes a certain type of type of mental to, to be able to have that and, and to be able to like go every day with that because this is why people get stressed they have anxiety and they're worrying about everything because they don't know they some people can't take things not being normal right some people can't take not being comfortable so it definitely takes a strong mindset and that definitely helped me really have a fast start and, and really blow up in the real estate game so since 2008 you you saying that um it, it, that journey began the most for you to start, you know, basically investing to yourself, um, going in the right path, knowing where to put your money to, um, to basically do better. You know, like you said, you went broke, and that—that's something that not everybody like. You know, I'm pretty sure everybody mm-hmm. one point in time has been broke, and if you didn't like that feeling, that's the next feeling that the next person has. So from 2008, you've been grinding. So come 2020, you become the number one ranking real estateer in New Jersey, like how did that happen? I know there's that mindset, you definitely umped the level a little bit. So like, where did you go when you decided like, I'm going to become the number one real estate and I'm gonna make this happen in New Jersey? Yeah, that was crazy. Cause I didn't even know I was I was getting that. So um, I do a lot of, a lot of my marketing and, and networking on social media. I think social media is a, a huge key to, to doing business these days. It's a huge key to connect with people. I mean, back in the day when people didn't have it, imagine, you know, you couldn't connect with thousands and thousands no. of people just off one click. No, right? just one click got us here. One click, one you click. connect with thousands <laughs> of people. So, you know, I, I think that what happened was I just did a really good job branding myself and, you know, giving people an insight on, I, look, I'm not trying to sell you anything, right? But I can help you if you're trying to buy something, right? Right. I can help you if you're trying to sell your house. I can help you if you need some motivation. I can help you if you need to empower yourself. I can help you if you if your leadership skills need to be refined and you're not getting through to your to your audience. I can help you with those things. So at the end of the day, it's 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 the basic principles of life, right? Right. The more you serve, the more you earn, right? The more impact that you put out, the more impact you get back, right? That's it's true. just it's just that's just how it works. So with Real estate, I branded well. I continue to reach out to people and really too, it's the energy that you give out. Like you said it earlier, energy is so important. And if you look at my social media, if you know me in real life, people know I never give out bad energy. Cause (laughs) I don't give out bad energy. It's just not something I don't, I don't, I don't sit there. I don't sit there. Like, you know, something happens, you know, you just don't you don't sit there and stay there you leave you walk away from it you move on from it because once something happens there's nothing you can do about it right it whatever effect it has on you you're either going to move forward from it you're going to solve it but there's no point in you standing so that's no. why bad energy is something that i don't like to be around and because i don't like being around i definitely don't give it out either i'm not going to subject anybody else to it um with it because i don't let it eat at me i think if you let bad energy just run you it's just going to eat you alive Right. And that's what happens to you. That's why people start sinking down into these holes because of all the bad energy. So I think you just always got to be, be wary of that. So yeah, for me, it was just really, really just always giving out good energy. People are attracted to that. Like people usually 
uh, gravitate to things they like. Mm-hmm. And who doesn't like good energy? Who doesn't want to be positive? Who doesn't want to, you know, just be in a good a good space in life, right? right? In a good right. headspace. That's where it all starts. It all starts with your with where your mind is at, your attitude. So I just think that that's what really brought me to that point. And the company is nationwide, right? Like you went nationwide, right? So that is that's definitely pretty yeah. big. Um, coming from just a, a little boy, they said with the sudden with the southern swag out of New Jersey, that was definitely big <laughs> impact so many people's lives. And this one just yeah. in New Jersey, but around the world, that's that's definitely big. Um, and was yeah. that area any point? Like, was there any point you wanted to give up? And um, because you said you didn't know you was going to get it. So at any mm-hmm. point on this journey, you want to give up? I'm pretty sure there's a lot of challenges you had to face. Yeah, so no, I never want to give up because I just feel like you need to fail your way to success. So a lot of people are afraid of failure. Fear is from the fear of failure, right? Everybody is scared to do something, scared to take that next step, scared to ask, scared to, I mean, even relationships, you got people that you might see the person in your dreams right in front of you, but you might be too scared to walk up to that person. The worst thing that person can do is say no, and guess what? answer the question for you that's not the person in your dreams at least right now right, right? now, right now. Anyway. So, you, so you gotta you know michael jordan kobe bryant rest in peace they just kept shooting i don't right. care if they was having an off night they're gonna keep shooting keep right shooting. so so and and the way i look at it i never and maybe that's something that you know growing up where i grew up that taught me i just never had any fear of anything i've never been afraid to fail because to me when you fail you're just really learning how to succeed, right? You know what you, you kind of go back, you see what you did wrong, okay, how can I fix it so I can get where I need to be next time, right? So you can't be scared of failure, you can't be scared of anything. You can't be scared to take risks, take some shots. You, you, your dreams are are usually right on the other side of fear. So if you can just take that, you know, I always tell people, you need like 20 seconds of insane courage to do anything. So if there's any spot where you're at and you're afraid, all you need is 20 seconds of insane courage. 20 seconds of that insane courage will push you through whatever that wall, that, that fear has been created. Because fear is not really even a real thing. No, it's a feeling. It's, yeah. it's a feeling that you choose to have. Yeah. Right? That's the difference between people who will jump out of a plane and who, who won't. You don't think they, we have, we're the same. We're, both, we're all human. Right? And we probably have, you know, similar emotions, but people who proceed they just have enough courage to move forward that doesn't mean they didn't feel the same feelings you had they just had enough courage to move forward so i always tell people and i encourage people listen you know we all have this thing this feeling of fear but there's this thing called courage that some of us choose to use to fight through it that is so crazy that you used to like this I'm one of the people like, ooh, jumping out of the plane. Me, me, you. Okay, like, I, I know I'm going to pass out. It was do you uh, good, right? <laughs> I, like to face it, I'll be facing it like straight knocked out. It wasn't doing no good. But um I was right. able to uh, go on this hiking trip, mentorship. Um I do I, I told you I do a lot of mentorship and we mm-hmm. went on a mentorship hike and when we went out there, there was this bridge. I'm not gonna lie, it's pretty, pretty up there. And it was solid, but like a solid bridge you can just roll across it. Like it was shaky. Um, and I'm I'm just watching people walk across it and I, I backed up. I'm like, whoa. And they're like, hey, HR, um, keep going, man. I'm like, mm-mm. <laughs> I see them go across it like I'm like I've never been on this side you know matter of fact I honestly don't even care what's on this side bro I am not walking it had water and everything and I'm like mm, we're too high 
and this bridge yeah. don't look safe, bro. Don't look safe. But everybody walked across, so it's like it's safe. Like we all walked across it. I'm still like, right. So I I had right. more courage in me at that moment. I was like, I ain't want to like everybody look at me and be like, dang, you scared. So I'm like. Alright, I've been in the military before. I can face a few fears with this height. Right, right. I go to right, walk right. off this bridge, man, and it starts to shake. And I'm like, ooh. Uh, it starts shaking? It starts shaking, bro. I'm like, okay. Oh, man. Okay, let me back up. So I back up to where I was comfortable. They're like, come on. Come on, man. I'm like, hey, did you want to feel like, mm-mm. I'm good on this side. So one of them decided to come back. And at that moment, I was like, dang. He's walking back, so I know for sure I have to, <laughs> I have to push forward. So he came back across the bridge, like, "Come on, we'll walk it together." And I'm telling you, bro, I'm tipping, and I'm just like, as long as I don't focus on the water, just look at my steps in front of me, we good, we good. So I walk it, right. it shook, it shook, bro. I swear, my heart was pounding, <laughs> but I didn't care about the duck, I didn't care about the geese, I didn't care about the sunset. I was looking at my footsteps, man. I was just, boom. When I got across that bridge, I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, right. okay. Like, I could have never gone across that bridge, but what really got me the oh, most wasn't even the excitement that I, I had faced my fear. It was what was on the other side. Now, I had been on this side of the um, hike and walked it many times, seen the, seen the right. waterfall and everything, but I have not ever been on this side because of the bridge. Every time we come up to the bridge, I'm like, We'll walk around. Let me take it to another side. You feel me? And right. it was so beautiful. Like the whole little spot was so beautiful. Trees, hiking spots like I had never seen before. And what hit me in that moment, like, like you said, that whole thing had me scared this whole time. And I could have been over here this whole time. Mm -hmm. this whole mm -hmm. time. So we came to face the bridge going back. Bro, I was like, mm -mm. I don't care. I was still a little scared because, you know, it's that fear still trying to defeat you. But I'm like, I did it before and I do it again. I just walked across with ease now. And now we just go and it's like, I'm not as afraid of it. You know, it's like, oh, it's heights. Okay, cool. And I'm walking and they're like, dog, that's pretty big of you. That's really big because my mother couldn't got me on that bridge. <laughs> the fact that he walked back and was like, I'm going to do it with you. It was like, okay, I can't say no because he's looking at me like, Come on, come on, mentor, come on. And I'm like, mm. and I'm telling y'all to face fear. So I can't say face fear and then right, right. not face mine. So when you said that, it really like brought me like, like you for real. Like when it comes to certain things like that, facing fear is just, it's just a deception. It's a blockage to it what is. you really want. And you can be scared. Cause like what uh, Steve Harvey said, he was like the difference between trying and actually getting that result and, and saying no, is that with the no, you're guaranteed a no. It was like with the yeah. with the other one, you don't know. You get yeah. the no, you get the yes, but how can you know if you're too scared? So that was pretty big that you said that. Hey, listen, another thing that Uncle Les says, you don't have to be great to start, but you got to start to be great. That's true. You know what I'm saying? That's true. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> That's true. You know, everybody want to be great, right? Let me be great. Everybody, you know, whatever. But to be great, you got to start. You got to right? start. You got to start. start. Most, most, Everybody was an amateur at some point. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was an amateur at some point and they started and they became who they are today. So when you look at people and you see them ultra successful, they started somewhere. They didn't just start off great. Right. And, I mean, it took some trials some errors, a couple of failures here and there. Um, you know, people people got to realize that. So you're, you're going to be an amateur in the beginning, but you but you got to start. You got to take that shot. You got to 
you got to take the jump, as Steve Harvey said. You, right, you got to take faith. the jump and you're going to hit a couple rocks on the way down and everything like that, but you got to jump. You know what I mean? And, that's that and I'm scared of heights too. Look, I would have <laughs> saw that bridge and it was elevated. I would have been like, listen, I don't do heights, but I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a go ahead and I'm going to have to do it, but I don't do it. By choice, I'm not going to do it. You know I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a height person. Um, I got kids now, so I got a different reason why I don't. I won't skydive. But Ooh. before, if I didn't have kids, I would have did it just to try it. You know, just to yeah. say, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and do it. It's probably adrenaline. Um, now I'm a little different. I'm like, yo, I got kids. I can't really kids, do all that. Got... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Man, I'm <laughs> hey, that's what right. it is, and, and that's the mission that everybody's on. Like you said, Michael Jordan. He wasn't Michael Jordan just starting off. Like, now nah, he was short. They didn't want him on the team. And the one mm-hmm. thing Michael Jordan said that got me was. Michael Jordan has um, shot 9,000 times. He well, he's shot more than 9,000 times. He's missed 9,000 shots, and he has missed 300 of those game shots. And the 26 of his game winning shots was on him. He missed them all. So it's like if Michael right. Jordan can miss 9,000 shots, he can lose 300 games, and he can three of those games was 26 game winning shots that was on him. He lost, and he's Michael Jordan to this day. Why not keep going? That right. just gonna keep you building, you know? And right. so he was a man right. on a mission to be Michael Jordan, and you're a man on a mission to be Kenyon Hunter, and not just for Absolutely. real estate, but for, for just empowerment. So explain that mission. Like, what does that ultimate mission, ultimate mission look like for you? Yeah, the ultimate mission is, you know, I believe that we all have dreams that the world needs, right? Yeah. Another person I, I listen to a lot is uh, the late Dr. Miles Monroe. Miles yeah. Monroe, let's go. Yeah, so I you love listen to Miles, and, and, and Miles says, you know, we, we can't keep making the graveyard so rich, right? The graveyard is is rich with those songs we never brought out, the books right. you never wrote, the, the businesses you never started, all these ideas that we keep inside because we're scared and we don't have the courage. But, you know, I, I, I try to, I, my mission is to encourage people that, you know, you have dreams that the world needs. You need to give it out to the world. Let us experience those dreams that you have. We all have them. We all have a purpose here. Uh, every one of us is extremely significant to the world. And we have to stop living these ordinary lives and, and strive to be extraordinary and live an extraordinary life. And, and, and I think that, you know, the more people that I can reach, the more people that I can help understand that, Right. The world is just going to be a better place, right? It's going to be a better place from from so many aspects, but the world is going to be a richer place, and and, and not richer when it when it comes to possessions. It's going to be a richer place just from a mindset perspective, from a, a level of joy mm-hmm. and, uh, and humanity, just just gelling together. Because you know the the fact of the matter is, people are happier when when they're happy. They're happy, yeah. <laughs> right? And they're not happy. They're not that happy. <laughs> right. That's just, just, just. It's, it's real simple. We make it so difficult, but it's, it's, it's really simple. But you know, people are happy when they're accomplishing the things they want to accomplish in their minds and, and in their heart. So that's my mission. The mission is to do that. Um, you know, I, I respect everybody having faith. I always say, listen. Um, you know, I, I, I meet people from all different walks of the world and all different faiths. To me, faith is faith. No matter faith you know what you call your what you call your God, right? At the end of the day, right. we all going to bow down to the same God one day. So I love you just the same. While we all here mm-hmm. uh, in this unknown, in the, you know, all working our way through the unknown, right? Right. But but I but I encourage people to make sure that your faith is your foundation because it's not an easy road. No. And if you don't, the, the strongest foundation you can have is faith. Right. In, in, no matter what you're doing. <laughs> 
You know what I'm saying? That's the strongest foundation you can have. I don't care if it's in, you know, being an entrepreneur. And I don't look in marriage. I, I'm on my second marriage, so I can tell you, I don't know how. If you don't have faith in your marriage, I don't, I don't know how it works. You know, because you need that foundation to deal need with somebody to. living with another adult. <laughs> right, right. But in life in general and everything you do, like faith is the foundation. So I encourage people to have that kind of faith. Find your faith. Reach out for it. Some people are afraid to or shot too shy to even acknowledge faith or, or, or even reach out for it, right? But I'm, I encourage people to find it. Find it, whatever it is. I'm not going to tell you what, what your faith should be or which one you should gravitate to, but I just feel like you should, you know, search within yourself and find out in your, find out in your heart which faith is going to be your foundation. And then once you have that foundation, just push, just, you know, put God first and grind, you know? That's so push. true. That's so true. Because you can't feel for that, like you said, that unknown. We all walk in the unknown, so what are you scared for? Like, okay, right. we'll never know anyone. Right. You can sit here and talk about it. Like, oh, we can imagine. Oh, that would be nice. We Okay, that'd be nice to ride in the drop town. Oh, that'd be nice to go to this hotel. Oh, it'd be nice to right. go to this country. But if we don't do it, try to make an attempt to do it, like, it's just a, a dream, right? It's a vision it's versus a dream. dream. Uh, I just tell people all the time, a vision is, is, is what we are. A dream and a vision is the same, but it's different. Difference between a vision and a dream. A dream, you can close your eyes, you can close your eyes and you can see it. You only gonna see it when you sleep, you dream. But a vision, if you can open your eyes and see that same dream wide open, then that's not a dream, that's a vision. That's a vision you should take upon because God is showing you something. You need to take those- He's always showing us. Yeah, so maybe you need to, people call it illusion. It's not an illusion. If it seems so real and it's like right there in your face, that means that's how close it is. You need to go get it. You know, and that fear will keep us from Listen, what we're imagining, it means something. Albert Einstein said, our imagination is to preview the life's coming attractions. Yeah. Right? So these things aren't just coming to us for no reason. No we're, reason. The things that, are, that we're thinking, we it's meant to bring to the world, like one way or the other. We have to we have to do that and follow our visions and follow our dreams. And, you know, I, I just tell people, you know, chase the dream. Chase the dream. Don't stop chasing it. It's, it's, it's going to come. It is, it is on the other side of fear. Don't worry about the failure. The failures are, failures are lessons that you're gonna learn as you go along. And we're all, like I said, we're all in this, this, this unknown. So what you worried about it for? We're all in the same, we're on the same boat. Now I'm saying all we can do is strive and do our best to, to make the things that we want to happen, happen in this world. Right, and, and it's like you said, hold on to faith and we pushing forward with that that unknown. That's okay, because if you stop right there, you're still not gonna know, you're just stuck inside your world. So what would we say, what would be some difficulties that you you have faced, but you held your faith just pushing forward, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, most people's biggest fear is being broke, right? I've been broke three times in my adult life. I never want to be broke again. So, right. Um, but it, it, some people don't understand that when you're an entrepreneur, you're going to take risks. Sometimes it's going to happen. And, you know, sometimes it's going to happen more than once. And to me, people could say, you know, going broke is, is failure. And it's it's a lesson learned. Once again, most of the growth comes from when you're most uncomfortable. That's where most of your growth comes from. So that was a big challenge for me. Um, I think that just, you know, growing up in the environment I grew up in, it's real easy to succumb to it, but me, you know, I just decided to push through it. Uh, you know, the, the collapse in 2008, that was tough on everybody, but yes. I decided to push through it, right? Um, you know, I've been fired from jobs before and you can take that how you want it, right? You can say, oh man, I got fired, I'm not good enough. 
no, it's not. I'm not good enough. I'm good. Just you know, me and them just a day. They're not good enough for me. That's why I worked out that way. Right? It's all in the way you <laughs> the look. The way you look, way. <laughs> have attitude, right? People worried about. Sometimes people are worried about everybody liking them. The, the truth of the matter is, you know what? Not everybody's always going to like you, right? Not, but not everybody has good taste. That's how I'm looking at it. You know what I'm saying? That's like, all what like, it is. Like, that's what I say. I'm like, shoot, you don't like me, you got bad taste. Yeah, bad right? taste. I'm good people because I'm good people out here, right? So that's it's not it's not it's not me. It's you. That's what I, that's how I look at it. That's kind of how you. That's how you gotta look at it. Look, you're always gonna face adversity. You're always gonna face trials and tribulations here and there. I mean, if you read the good book, the good book talks about that, right? The good book talks about, you know, you gotta go through these tough times to stay strong, right? right? Because the, the 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 thing the thing about the thing about that is you're gonna go through these tough times, but shoot, tough times don't set you back. They set you up. They set you up, right? They set you they set up. Set you up. You know, like a good friend of mine. You know, that was one of my, my, one of my, one of my uh, defining quotes for tough times don't set you back, they set you up. And a good friend of mine, my man Randall, he always says, because uh, he, you know, he has a great story too. I should connect y'all because you would love a podcast with Randall too. He said, bad times either make you mad or magnificent. Mm. Right? Because a lot of times you don't want to die and look back at your life and say, I wish I did. I wish I did. I always yeah. rather say, I'm glad I did it. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't want to look back and say, I wish I did. You don't want to look back and your life flashes before your eyes and you see all the things you should have done, could have did, or could have been, right? I, you I wanna... feel that's, that's a lot of why a lot of people have, like they say, demons or they mm-hmm. karma. Karma is because they didn't follow their they true path. You know, right. a lot of people, like when they're older, they, they know what it was. Like when they, oh, I, I was a good barber. But, you know, I stayed in the streets and the streets took over. So I feel like that's what a lot of people, karma, quote unquote. And um, when you say that the little hole that you go in, they get stuck right. in this hole because it's like, I could have, I should have, but I, what you said, I didn't. I didn't do I it. Didn't. So right. I think that's what a lot of people go through um, and fear, still stuck in that fear. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think that you, you don't, you want to be, you want to be scared to, not see what's on the other side, right? You, instead of being scared to do it, you want to be more scared to not do it, mm, is what I think, no. you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, Les, Les said something, I'm trying to think of how he phrased it, but maybe I won't say it right, but he said, you know, you're gonna, if you don't follow your dreams or you don't do the things you were meant to do in life, at your funeral, your pallbearers are gonna be anxiety, depression, fear or you know or worried about other people right those are going to be the people carrying those are going to be the people carrying your casket you wow. know what I mean? so i mean that's just crazy deep when you think about it, it very right? deep when you think about it and you don't want that you know what i'm saying you just don't you don't want that you want to make sure that you die like let like miles monroe says die make sure you die empty right give the world everything you had and die empty that empty instead of holding it in, like I said, taking yep. it out to that rich, that rich industry called the graveyard and then leaving it mm-hmm. out there, right? And um, yep. that's what it takes. You gotta have that mindset. You gotta have that faith. And like you said, I'm gonna give it no matter what. Even if people don't like it, somebody will. Like you said, the eyes yep. window the soul. And I, I tell my my children, it's like beauty. Not everybody gonna think you're beautiful. So if somebody cut you right. ugly, okay to you, likely to you, okay, I wasn't made for you to like. That's right. all it meant. Right. Right. Not for everybody. 
the people are, oh, I'm ugly. Why are you stuck in trying to be pretty all the time when you're pretty to someone? The eyes is the window to the soul. So the beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? So that's, that's very deep when you said that. Like, you can't close it off. You can't get mad because someone said, well, you're not my type. Well, okay, like you said, either I'm a boss up and try to go get what I want or I'm right. this way and be myself. Either way it go, what you gonna do now? You gonna stay, you gonna go, which way you feel me? So yeah. I like that. <laughs> With these uh, stepping stones that you already placed, you know, leadership and faith and empowerment, is is this is how the kingdom leadership came to play, to play? Like a kingdom leadership entrepreneur. Is this is it how is. that was based upon? It is. It's exactly based on that because, you know, I think that, you know, when we're not, when our foundation isn't based on faith, we're kind of, we don't really have a good track to run on. And everybody knows, like for real estate, you build a house, you got to build it on a solid foundation. Solid what, what foundation is stronger than your faith and your and your and your, and your, and your you know just just your, the, the, how you gravitate to the spirit of the Lord, right? For me, right. and that can go for anyone, whatever your faith is. But as long as that's your foundation, so when you are leading based off your the principles of your faith, then you're not looking to manage people for your own benefit. You're leading from a from a place of serving and making an impact to other people's lives. So that's where um, that comes from. It comes from you're leading to a point where you're helping people become leaders like you. And part of that leadership is you're making such a dynamic impact or or major impact on their lives that they come to a place where they want to also serve as well. Mm-hmm. And that becomes an effect that just keeps going on and on and on. And nobody ever feels like they're being uh, managed, right, per se. They, you feel like you're really being led to where you want to be. And right. that's the key. I never, ever liked working for managers, right? Because if somebody, if I ever felt like, you know, when I was in corporate America, that somebody was just trying to manage me, it never was going to work. It never was going to work. Because if you're trying to manage me, First of all, you don't own me, so you can't right. manage me. You can't manage me. Right? <laughs> you manage you me, you don't own me. me. You, you, don't, you don't own me. So when you are a kingdom leadership entrepreneur, that means first and foremost, you're looking to lead people to where they want to be through what you've been blessed to have and know. You're looking to serve and make an impact on the lives of others because you know from a kingdom perspective, all that you put out is going to come back to you. It's going to come right? back to you, yeah. yeah. Right. So I tell people, if you're in anything just for money, <clears throat> then it's going to be pretty rough for you out there because, you know, money is really is just paper. It's something that controls the world. But at the end of the day, it's not money. It's the benefits of it that you want. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And if you... Most people that think that way never had any money anyway. That's, Most people that think true. that all they need is money, they never probably really it. never had any money. They never had it. Because that's why you see so many celebrities, or some of our favorite rappers or actors or whatever. Why are they so miserable when they're rich? Right, when they're rich. Because it's not about money, it's about purpose, right? What's your purpose? You can be rich, but if you don't have purpose, you're not gonna be happy. Now, if you become wealthy while serving your purpose, it's a whole different the joy in life is totally different right right you're you're, right. you're happy because you know you're fulfilled but 
you know, yeah, I, I just don't believe that, you know, you gotta have you gotta have your, the right intentions. You gotta you gotta have the 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 in your heart it has to be about serving other people and helping people get where they need to be. And I actually like that when you speak on it because like the way the reason why you built the foundation of um the, the leadership entrepreneurship that you're talking about kingdom leadership entrepreneurship that like that same principle that you had behind that that's the same principle that, that i stand behind with Chicha state academy like it wasn't about just forex like you know like i told you i know justin owens right i, I know him, but i didn't get a pleasure mm-hmm. to work with him i didn't get the pleasure to work with him but i, I know the influence and impact that he had and it wasn't to me about the marketing it wasn't to me about the money because like you said once you um, touch it and you've been through things in your life that money becomes just paper right kind of paper so um people are so interested in learning foreign exchange and they i see him getting on platforms and regardless it wasn't just uh the platform he was behind but other platforms and and i seen him flop like flop hard and the main thing they always ask me like how are you how are you still going how are you making it and it's like because well, i knew that i'm going to mess up so that didn't hurt my feelings like i cried right. yeah like, like everybody else nobody liked to lose a hundred dollars nobody liked to lose a thousand but guess right. what if i figure out why i lost it then i can never lose that again doing the same thing you know it's gross right. so i liked it the fact that um the reason why i started to build and i and i have church state academy wasn't just for forex it was like you said to master yourself before you master anything else because in real estate the money comes that's a uh, that's an option that's going to happen because you signed up for your real estate like right that's what we're coming to unite on but can i show you that in abundancy you would get and seek everything you know you start right. to understand yourself why are you not understanding something simple as a broker like why is the broker then didn't click to you maybe you like you said never had money so you don't know how to stay money okay let's let's take that and let's break it down to start healing you, you know so it was more right. than just making money it was to give back the resources the empowerment and let you know we on the same journey and if i can do it you can do it you know absolutely and like you said you, you you're making wave out there in new jersey and it's like yo they looking at keon I'm like dang i knew keon he was he was that boy <laughs> on the streets man and everybody had that connect but guess what the difference between you and keon he found a, a, his purpose in life that personal right. legend and we was a follower so right. I, like I said, I saw so many people doing it. And I, I looked at Justin Owens. I looked at um, David Enomitia Jr. I looked at all these inspirational people. And I'm like, right. they have so many impacts that they do in life and so many followers. I don't want to be a follower. I want to be an inspiration, a light like them. You know what I'm saying? Right. So how can I take exactly. that and build my personal legend off of it and not just follow it? And once I understood that everything that they did, even down to the forest, even down to the simplicity of the scanner, it made sense. These resources are given, but can you take right. it and understand them? Can you dive a little deeper inside of them? You know, and that's what you said, I, I realized in real estate too. Okay, they'll give you some a topic and be like, okay, this is what it is. This is what you think about it, boom. Some people only go that far. If you read the sentence and you don't understand it, go to the chapter and maybe you have to read the chapter to figure it out. That's what it takes to dive a little deeper. So that's why I was calling the right. trench work. That trench work is to <laughs> dive a little deeper because it don't click the first time to everybody. Right. So right. you still, when I read up on the uh, Kingdom Leadership uh, Entrepreneurship, I was like, this is the reason why I started not just PEG, but I stepped outside of where these 
impactful influences are doing so many things in life and I decide that's what my personal legend is to do not to take but to give that psychological back you know because you can go over there and learn foreign exchange that that knowledge don't change but are you going to master you because the market is you you know right so right deep that when I heard you say that I'm like man God just definitely keep putting people in my path that's, what, that's, that's crazy that's how it works yeah, yeah that's, that's, how, that's exactly crazy that. That's how he works. That's how. That's absolutely how God works. And he give you kind of chills a little bit, like knowing where you started. And he like, I was scared. I was scared to see what people were gonna think about me. But the fact that you're right. linking up with so many people, and like you said, something that you wouldn't have had a chance if the internet wasn't impossible. But now you're linking up with so many people around the world. You're literally hearing different perspectives, but on the same path you are. You know? Yeah, I mean, look where we are, right? We reach right? out to each other, you know, via you know social media, connected us, and now I'm on the podcast talking to you and talking to your audience. You know, it's it's amazing how it works, right? And it's That's and it's dope. all in, it's all in the plan. And I think I think before God <clears throat> had um, landed in your page in my in my eyesight, but I think I want to say it was it was digital marketing company called Rise of the One Percent, maybe, maybe, but it maybe. was. It was uh, Gerald Bass. He was, he was like, he show you do I do content and stuff. And it was your picture that stood out the most. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay with the suit. I like the suit. I like the, the flavor. I'm like, okay. But I, didn't, I didn't. I wasn't on like, let me connect with him. Like I didn't know. You know, I was. I was still in that mindset. If I if I reach out to him and connect to him, like his followers is way big. Like he ain't gonna answer. So I was still in that mindset. Now today, I don't even care. I would. Throw my right. shot out there. Kevin Hart can get it too. I would throw my shot right. out there Everybody. and be like, if he don't respond, oh right. well, I tried. So true. Right. When it came, when you came back into my presence, I was like, this, this is the same. And I really, oh, this is the same. I'm like, nope, I'm taking my shot this time. And like, right. you made right. me so happy. You was like, yeah, let's do it. I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah, Look, I was scared, absolutely. but I broke that barrier. You feel me? Like, right. Because listen, listen. Wouldn't you hate it if, you know, you was trying to, you was like, man, I wish I could, you know, link up with Kevin Hart. And then one of your, one of your people was like, yo, I sent Kevin Hart a DM. Can you believe he responded and said he would jump on Clubhouse with me? Right. Like, all because, but <laughs> like, it's just, you never know. Right? You never know. You, never, you, you, you never know, right? So, I mean, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised, right? But you got to reach out. You got to take that shot. You got to take this thing, right? please. If you don't never, if you never, you know, like like I said, I say it over and over. I think that's the, a big message that people should take. You don't have to be great to get started, but you got to start to be you gotta great. You got to start to be great. You got to start somewhere. Just start and just do it. Right. You never know right. that day. You take, wouldn't know if you get started. Yep. Take that shot. You'll always listen. You you'll always find out something from trying to do it or or, or just taking a step. You'll take a step and know that hey, I did it. It didn't work. I got to refine it. Hey, I did it. It worked. I'm taking it to the next level up. You're always gonna find something, something more out, right? Yes. You might even find that you don't like it, right? I tell people all the time, like even in real estate, like you're gonna get in real estate. You know what? Yeah, dive in, and you know what? You'll find out if you like real estate or not in, in three to six months. You could dive right on out, right? <laughs> but I say, I say, dive in. I get agents that always say, "Oh man, I want to come work with you," blah blah, and you know, if I don't get this compelling thought from talking to them that you know they kind of fit. The, the mindset and mold that, that I approach it with, then I'll say, listen, you know, coming to my team right now isn't the best thing for you. But what I would say is, you know, go in, dive in, because you may find out in six months that this ain't even for you. And I don't right. want you to waste my time or yours. Right. Right. If this ain't for you. 
right? Mm-hmm. So, you but you just you, you got to dive in. You got to find yeah, out. You gotta, like you know, a lot of times you know, I always people say I, I heard somebody say it. You always got to find out what you're made of. Yeah, I like right? that. You know what I'm saying? You got to find out what you're made of. That's like everybody. Everybody want to be rich, and some people say, yeah, you know, money ain't everything. But you know, everybody need to find out for themselves. Right. Right. I can tell you money ain't everything, but you know, I recommend you find out for yourself. That's you know what I mean? <laughs> and you're you're empowering so many and, and you uh express like you said call him Uncle Uncle Les Brown, right? Yeah. So how like how did you start seeking mentorship through the great Les Brown? Cause that blows my mind when you said that. Yeah. I was like, whoa, I know his story from front to back, back to front. Right. Like what? Right. So, so how did you so, get that? So this is key for your listeners and for everybody to take this in. Um, like even for instance, with, with Forex and like, so right now, stocks, crypto, Forex, everybody, everybody's an investor, right? Everybody got Tesla, everybody, everybody getting rich, everybody, 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 everybody I talk to, I run into them, bro, I'm in the market, right? So I'd be like, whoa, okay, good, good for you. Right. Real estate, same thing. People that are ultra successful always have a mentor or a coach, always, right? Always. I had a... One of my homeboys was like, look, man, I'm, I'm about to start getting to the stock game. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm about to, uh, I'm about to find me a, like, I'm gonna sign up with Les Brown. And I'm like, well, why would you do that, man? Why don't you know, you got your own following. Why don't you just leverage your following? And my point was, but yeah, but if I can learn the business, skip the line a little bit and learn from somebody who's already been there. Right. So maybe some of the pitfalls, the mistakes, the challenges, I can at least be aware of, hopefully avoid because I find value in what I can get from a Les Brown. And I've had other motivational speaker coaches and mentors hit me up like, hey man, love your audience, love your energy, would really love to work with you. But for me it was, well, you know, I I looked you up and I see what you're doing, I respect you reaching out. But when I saw Les Brown and Les Brown was open to mentorship and once again, this was all, visions right i always mm-hmm. said one day i'm gonna work with les brown i'm gonna work with eric thomas you know i'm gonna work with these greats these people i love listening to steve harvey all these people that i listen to david goggins all these people Tony yeah. Robbins, right? all these people that i listen to on a daily basis My, dr miles Monroe, rest his soul he was a a great mind right and i was like i'm gonna work with these people and then i'm gonna be on a platform and i, I even told i told Les, i said listen People may hear me speak and may say, man, you remind me of Les Brown. You remind me of a little bit of Eric Thomas in there. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a little bit of, of this in you. I was like, yeah, here's the thing. I'm never going to deny the fact that these are the people that I listen to, that I looked at as mentors, right? But I'm not trying to be the next Les. I'm not trying to be the next Eric Thomas. I'm trying to be right. Kenyon Hunter. That's all yeah. I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to be who I am. But yeah, that was like something I envisioned. And it was the law of attraction to be able to work with Les and be, you know, a part of his mentorship program and, and for him to be now my mentor. Like I can literally jump on a clubhouse or an Instagram IG live and invite Les and he'll jump on there. Man, that you know is saying? so dope. That is so dope. Like right. like you said, is that manifestation you did. That's all it is. It's man, you gotta believe, you gotta try. But most people say, I'll never work with Les Brown. I'll never be able to like I met Tony Robbins in person last summer. You know, and that was was awesome. But some people like, oh, I'll never make it to a Tony Robbins event. I'll never meet him, you know. Um, But it's not true. You got to believe in it and you got to want it, right? Everything starts with you wanting it. 
maybe I feel you know more so like you, you wasn't in competition. He's like, oh, Les Brown, oh, he's teach me. You know, maybe some people like feel like, oh, Les Brown, eh, I want to beat him. Like, it's not a competition. No. And like, um, I like how you said that because when I decided to like, okay, I'm going to step away from the network marketing, you know, I'm going to learn me. I understood to, to continue foreign exchange. I can't just do it by myself because I was getting mentorship from le high level um, traders, you know. So I, I seek mentorship and I, um, I'm mentored by Karen Fu. And she is okay. number one trader in Singapore. And she went to trading school, you know, for four years. And she's the number one trader um, nationwide. So I'm like, you know what? Let me go, let me go over here. And when I started to dive a little deeper, I saw that, yeah, if I had never left this platform to go seek more, I would have just known just on the top of the surface. You know, like I said, dive deeper. It's just because right. they give you the basics. Like it's nothing wrong with the basics. Even even calls, like people are like, I just want calls so you can get on and get that. So with so much resource that was given, I was like, well, I wanna know what they know, you know? I wanna I wanna Absolutely. Know, I wanna know a little deeper. How did they get that answer? You know, I'm I'm getting points and my points are hitting too, but I don't have the confidence to be on a call in front of me as a people to do it. Like I wanna get that confidence. So breaking away from that crowd. It, it did like, like you said, sometimes it make you feel like, am I doing the right thing? Maybe mm -hmm. I'm scared and I was like, I'm just gonna jump out here. I'm gonna do it. But I didn't just go out there and be like, okay, I'm gonna figure it out myself. I'm like, no, I need mentorship. Boom, went to pay for mentorship. Everybody I, needs it. Yeah, then once I did that, like you said, um, Jason Buns, I did mentorship with Jason Buns. He's a stock trader and it opened my mind up to know like more about the difference between the two markets and the similarities. And then I spoke those words. I was like, I know Les Brown's story. He, he's the reason why I started PG Podcast. Real right. talk, he's the reason why. And I'm like, yeah. I said that I wanna, I wanna one day, you know, just be a part of his family, bro. And I, I just speak to you. Well, now you're a part. Tells you're me part. That. I'm like, you're part I was speaking out all day. <laughs> I was speaking yeah. out all day. You told me, I'm like, he's part of Les Brown. And my wife is like, it's okay. I'm like, no, you don't said. He's the reason yeah. why I started PG. And he's standing here talking to me about Les Brown. That is crazy. So like, it's a manifestation, man. Listen, I saw Les Brown speak when I was probably 12 years old. Wow. So I, I, I was I was in this program that was taking inner city kids every other Wednesday. It was called Granville Academy. It took inner city kids to a corporate, like a Fortune 500 company in the area. And people came in and taught us about business in the corporate mm -hmm. America. Mm -hmm. And we had an annual dinner every year. And Les Brown was the speaker at one of our annual dinners. I was a kid. I'm 12, 10, whatever how old I was. Maybe a little older, maybe like 14 or something like that. But anyway, you know, I'm looking at, I'm looking at, you know, I'm like, man, Les is like, you got to be hungry. And he's talking. <laughs> This is like, oh man, this is crazy. <laughs> but you know, it's always collaboration over competition. Cause at the end of the day, competition is a disease, right? And once Real. people understand that competition Real. is a disease and it's better to collaborate, it's better to, first of all, also think about the fact that take an inventory of who you're around, take an inventory of who you associate with, right? If I want to be a great speaker and I want to touch a lot of lives, then I need to be around people who are great speakers touching a lot of lives, mm -hmm. right? You got to take inventory of who you're around because you want to be around people that are striving to be where you want to be or are already there that can teach you how to get to where you want to be. Let's go. Right? That's, that's major. That's major, right? Because, you know, they, 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 they say that if you hang around five losers, I guarantee you'll be number six. 
know what I'm saying? Yeah, he may probably be so, the best loser. Like, you probably be the loser that, that right. a little more money in your pocket when you're a loser. Right, and you probably, you probably heard you never want to be the smartest person in the room. If you're the smartest person in the room, it's time for you to go to another room. Because what do you, if you're the smartest, what are you learning? Nothing. You know you're, not, you're not learning anything. All you're doing is sitting there trying to flex on how much you know so other people can tell you how smart you are. Right. And that doesn't do anything for you, right? Mm-hmm. So you always want to, you know, if you're looking to level up, you got to be around people that, hey, man, I see you hustling. I see you running. Let me run next to you. Run with you, or, yeah. Or run, run next to you, run with you. Or you got to be hanging around people like, look, you way ahead of me, but I'm trying to catch up. And the best way for me to catch up to you is to run right behind you and, and, and learn from you. You know what I'm saying? Footprints. Right. Yeah, right. I'm going to see, I'm gonna see these footprints should land. Now, look, too many people, look, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel, right? Mm-hmm. We're not trying to reinvent the wheel. The, 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 the foundation, the paths, they've been laid. Sometimes we just got to learn how to follow, right? Follow. We got to learn how mm-hmm. to follow. Lead our own way and take those paths, right? Mm-hmm. Don't worry about what so-and-so are doing and what so-and-so is doing. You got to worry about what's on your mind, what's in your heart, what your goals and your dreams are. And yeah. you got to go and shoot for it and keep, yeah, and keep shooting for it. You know what I'm um, saying? You know, um, I was watching this Oprah and, and um, Iyana Fix My Life. So when she first went up on Oprah and mm-hmm. she's like, Oprah stepped to the side and let her share her stage. And we know, the public know Oprah shares stage. What? <laughs> like, to who? So when she did that, it, it, it kind of boosted her aunt Iyana up to where I can do this. So I want my own show and I want to do this. And what she didn't understand, like, wait, hold on. She shared your, her stage. Like, that's what that wasn't shown to her. That was that veil. She's like, hold on. Right. Oprah shared her stage. She'll share her stage with no one and she helps many people. Right? Right. So when she got the big head, you know, they they trying to the, the network, trying to compromise, trying to make her feel better. Like, not not this year you can't have your own show, but maybe next year you're just not ready. And she thought Oprah was like, oh, Oprah's trying to kill my shine and this and the third. And so she quit. Right, she stopped getting mentorship through Oprah. So Oprah was like, okay, you know, I did my deed. I'm no, no hard feelings and kept going. And bro, she flopped hard. Like she lost her million dollar home. She went back to being just regular basic poor, you know what I'm saying? And she had to go through her marriage crash. Her daughter died and all these things. I'm talking about just a whole and what she realized when she went back to Oprah, she had to she had to be in that egotistic mind to go learn her lessons. You know, no one ever broke her down. God never broke her mm-hmm. down and said, "Hey, look at this." And you you got a gift of speaking, and Oprah is sharing her stage. She's like so caught up in that money, money. So when she went through this healing, she waited until she was com- like completely. Um, I can talk to Oprah without emotions from the past and she went public with it. Oprah brought it back on her stage, open arms, and now she had her own show. And in that time, the little things she did not know, Oprah was teaching her about your royalties, your rights, your your um, owning this and owning that. She owned nothing. So every show in Ayana right. did was to the to the TV series. She owned she owed money when she went bankruptcy. She had to owe these companies because she didn't write a book on time. And that little stuff Oprah was teaching her, but because she's like, oh, yeah. I see the stage. Oh, she just shared her stage with me, so I gotta have the stage. It was like, no, Oprah never shares her stage. So you gotta look at the person that's mentoring you. And if they're coming out their box, like, I see something in you. 
why would you they tell you like take time it's something that you need to learn so she didn't right. she tried to like come back and like you know it was me and this and oprah just like you know it's cool you you had the big head you flop how did it feel and she was like <laughs> she's right. definitely like right. bad um but and, and, i learned well you know what the thing that people don't realize is the people that you look at they have mentors i don't care if you're the ceos of big fortune 1000 companies they have somebody that's mentoring them you know les brown tony robbins all these people right. they have mentors they have people that they still they have coaches right the number one real estate broker in the world has a mentor and a coach that somebody that holds him accountable and keeps him going right? right teaches him how to stay stay where he's at stay number one these people have mentors right you gotta you know air thomas talks about like people pay to for, pay for knowledge they pay for information they want to be better and you got to do that right so i always tell people whether or not they're getting the finance game or getting the real estate game find mentors and surround yourself with like-minded people mm-hmm. like i like when you said even the like-minded people y'all all don't want to be oh he's smart i'm the next smartest and then he's the last mark okay well we only gonna learn as much as he's gonna learn all right so let's let's go be around a billionaire at this point you know let's go be around someone that's, that has a higher knowledge like you said because if you're the smartest person in the room then there's a problem because no one's right. really gonna learn. Go to the next. You gotta, you gotta go to the next room. No, you, you think go I got to, to the next room? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so with having these mentors, and, and me, and you know that mentors are very important. Having these mentors and having the great Les Brown as your mentor. What are five right. things that you learned from Les Brown that starting off you had to it had to take time to understand? Five things to learn from Les Brown. So. One, you know, I do a lot of speaking and I don't, I know how to speak, mm, right? Okay. But I didn't know the structure or the business of speaking, right? So one thing Les said, when you're speaking and trying to attach to an audience, mm. your goal is to distract, to dispute and to inspire, right? Mm-hmm. So that's one of the, the first things that uh, I learned from Les. Then one of the other things that people to connect with you, they want to know who you are. They want to know what do you have and why should they care? Right. right. So that's another way <laughs> to connect with somebody. Another thing that, you know, you, another thing that you learn is you, everyone has a story. Everyone has something that you know, life is not really some straight path. So you want to tell your story mm-hmm. and your audience and the people that you want to reach, they want to find significance in your story. They want to relate to your story. So right. you're always trying to create an emotional event with your story to do that. The other thing is we live in a world that, you know, you want to stand out because we live in the attention economy, right? everybody wants attention everybody wants attention so you have to find a way to stand out within this attention economy and then the most important thing you learn from Les number five would be it's possible it's possible if you listen to Les Brown <laughs> you know it's possible right? hey, it's possible it's possible your dreams it's possible the career relationship whatever you want to do it's possible and 
you have to at least feel that, right? You have to tell yourself it's possible, right? And behind that, it's so much power in that because, man, I want to start this business. Here's that wall of fear. It's possible. Boom, I'm past that wall of fear. Man, I want to write a book. It, it could flop, but it's possible. it's possible. It could be a New York Times bestseller, it's, it's right? Possible. Man, I want to start investing in stocks, and crypto, and, and Forex. I could lose all my money, but it's possible, it's possible. that I can build wealth for a lifetime for the next, you know, 10 generations uh, with, with that. You know, everything you want, it's possible. It's possible. And you have to have a mindset, right? That it's possible, meaning that, okay, I could fail, but I'm more scared if I don't try to end up succeeding. Yeah. Do you think you know it's what I'm saying? sometimes scare people? Like that, that feeling of I actually oh, man. make it, you think that scare people? The, the feeling of not being able to make it? Like, you know, when, okay, so, you know, I say you'd be right there. And, and I know um, through challenge time, you have had moments where you're like, um, is this for me? But you, you, you yourself saying, I can't give up. So I'm still going to figure out if it's for me or not. Um, some people right. may not have that mindset and they're, they're, they're at a role where, is this for me? Am I, am I just kidding myself? Do you think some people are scared of the fact that they may just might have everything that they've been asking for? you're scared that you're going to get everything you're asking for then that's not what you really want right? <laughs> that's the way i look at it so if if you're thinking uh, about doing something if you're thinking about doing something and you know what you're thinking about doing tells you oh man but if i succeed and become you know a best-selling author dang that's going to be crazy for me you know what i mean right then you must not really want it you know you must not really want it so I think that, no, if, if you're worried about succeeding and you're scared to say, well, what if I get it? Then that's not what you really want. Yeah. That's not, that's not what you this really want. This is an idea. Right. That's you know? Yeah, that's not what you really want. So I had to take that real quick. But, um, so yeah, so there's no, no, no such thing. No such thing. thing. You, I, you guys heard it, no such thing. Then, yeah, <laughs> if you're scared of success, then, then you just, you just really don't want it. That should, that should motivate you. That should push you towards your goal even more. It shouldn't make you want a bad count. So, like you said, right. that's not what you want. So, right. Um, like, I, look, I know some people can say, oh, man, I want success, but I don't want the, the notoriety. I don't want the attention. I don't want the people around me. You know, I can see not wanting certain aspects of it. Like, I mean, look, I always say, man, I, I want to be rich, but I don't want to be famous. Right? Yeah, that's how a lot of people difference, yeah. say, right? Like, I always want to be able to walk around and, in Target with my kids and nobody, you know, no pick, no cameras following me, and, right. you know, stuff like that. Um, so I can see aspects of success that you might not want. But uh, as far as if it's something you are passionate in your heart about doing, then you can't be scared to get it because what's going to drive you to get it in the first place? Right. You got to have something that's going to drive you to get it, to want to go get it. Right. And with that, right. like you said, those fears, those doubts, those walls, it's not real. So with bad habits, you know, we all grown up in a cycle with those bad habits, you know, fears, rejections, um, doubtful ourselves. And that's a generational curse that we all face mm -hmm. um, to break that. Do you think to be able to shed that, was it hard for you starting off to shed those old habits to, and now to be the person you are today? Not not afraid of um, fear, not living in doubt and you're going for all your aspirations. Was it hard when you first started off to shed those things? Um, 
Not for me particularly because I think, look, I didn't grow up, you know, with anything, right? I didn't grow up. All I knew was make it to the top and get more, right? right? And so nothing that I would say I had to shed, I had, but I'm always learning, right? Mm. I mean, I failed at a lot of things. I failed at a lot of things. I, I, I failed my first try at college. I, you know, I ultimately failed. Right? <laughs> I was on academic probation after my first semester. I failed. Um, and you learn like what's necessary and what you need to do to succeed. So you're not, I don't think you're ever shedding anything. I think you're always learning something. Learning. Right? Learning is key. You know, there's a two different type of mindsets. You're either a growth mindset or you're a fixed mindset. Yeah. Fixed mindset is, oh man, I'm the best realtor out here. My numbers are crazy. There's nothing anybody can teach me, right? I don't need no coach. I don't need no help. I don't need to follow up with the times because I'm the best. A growth mindset is, man, you never stop learning, right? You're never always stop. learning. You're always growing. I don't care if a brand new realtor wants to have a conversation with me. There's probably something I can learn from that person, right? right. So that's a growth. That's a person with a growth mindset. So I think when you're a growth mindset person, you're never worried about failing. You're never worried about, you know, you know, things being having to shed things. You're just you're, all you all you're concerned with is what am I learning, and what can I take away from it in every in, in, in everything that you do or you come across. It's, it's what am I learning? What can I take away from it? How can I do better? So really not shedding, but evolving. You're evolving. You're evolving. My tagline for my real estate team is real estate evolve. My my real estate team is called Evolution Ave. Hey, always evolving to to the person you are. Always you're, you're always evolving, right? In everything you do. Blockbuster went out of business because they never, they didn't evolve. They didn't evolve. Right? <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you're in the South. Y'all had Kmart down there. Kmart went out of business because they didn't they evolve. Evolved. They evolved. You know, you have so many things that used to be that are no longer here because they didn't evolve, right? Um, you know, the life, technology, industries, every life is always going to have the way, the ways we do life today are always going to be disrupted at some point. All, there's not going to be gas stations. Every gas station is going to be a charging station. It right? is going to be a charging station, real talk. You know? So why do you think oh, yeah. all these auto automakers now are all making electric cars, right? right? Tesla was the only game in town at one point um, where you had the, the hybrid cars. Mm-hmm. But now everybody's making them because they know in 20 years, there's, there's not going to be any gas stations. Now we're right? going to be plugging our cars up. That's going to be crazy. You're going to be plugging your car in at your house. And then if you got to stop and get a charge while you're out, you're going to you know, swing by a charging station. So if you own a gas station today, get ready. It's, it, you're about, it's going to be a disruption. You better evolve into something else. You better, you better open it. You better start thinking about how you're going to make your gas station a charging station. There's ahead of time. I'm giving, the, giving out that free sauce right now. Yeah. Free game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like how you, how you, what you going to do with that gas station? You better milk it up for the next couple years because you know, you got electric Porsches running around. You got electric Volkswagens, BMW got electric cars. Right. Like, you know, so, you know, I, I, I'd be, I'd be already thinking. I don't want to be blockbuster, right? No. Blockbuster. Oh, oh man, people never going to stop coming here and getting DVDs and 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 and, and uh, what do you call them things? I don't remember what you call them. Uh, a, a video cassette. Yeah. Yeah. Tape joints. You know what I mean? Like I grew up on those, but that's what blockbuster thought. That that you know, oh, nobody's going to stream stream movies that's, that's not gonna work and then it was right. there's, no, there's no records there's no record stores anymore right i mean itunes and streaming music got rid of that it's true. right sam we had sam goody and a couple of these different record stores up here they don't exist anymore 
you know, so my children won't have, they won't have, they won't have a concept of that. They don't know what a, what a record store was, right? Tower Records. We used to go in there, you know, just browse around. You know what I mean? Like we were gonna buy something. We wasn't gonna buy no tapes at the time. But uh, you know, you gotta you gotta evolve. Gotta evolve. And like you said, like when Redbox came in and it was like, yeah. And then Red, like you said, you still see Redbox there, but you don't really have to go to Redbox if you don't want to. I can just stream no. online, like I don't have to do anything. Right. So right. evolving with the times, it's getting better with the times, like you said, and um staying yep. plugged in. That's all of that's about staying that trench work, you like staying evolving. Uh you yeah. know, dinosaurs yeah. not here. Uh, those big old birds that, that that used to fly around and in dinosaur land, Everything. like you walked outside and saw that today, you probably go back in your house and be like, nope, peace. But see, the birds started right. smaller and smaller. <laughs> Animals started getting Evolution. smaller, yeah. Yep. So life, we can't take this stop. Can't expect to stop. Life evolves. Life evolves. Mm -hmm. I like to tell people like you, technology is constantly evolving, and then you're getting older. Your kids getting older. How can you? How in your mind you just think I'm gonna stay the same for the rest of my life? How? You're gonna right. have problems because everything around you is growing. It's up your mental, and so your body is not matching your mental. Your kids not matching your mental because everybody has started to change. It's so you. So involving yep. with the times, you know? And is, is is there any advice that you would give the listeners that, that you share with your with your leadership program? Is there any advice that you give, like how do you actually deal when you start to face those challenges, you know, um, that we spoke of? You know, you're gonna have challenges. And I think that anytime you face a challenge, face a challenge as if this is gonna be one of the biggest learning moments of your life, mm -hmm. right? Every challenge is, Instead of not, you know, trying to avoid the challenge or being upset about it, embrace it right. and know that it's going to be, it could be one of, uh, it could be a major learning moment for your life. And from that challenge, that what you can pivot into out of that challenge is usually going to be something greater. And you know, you're going to think about it being a challenge once you accomplish what you're looking to accomplish. That's true. Just constantly moving forward, basically. Constantly moving forward. Keep your eyes on the prize. Keep your eyes, you know, keep your eyes looking forward. So, um, you know, challenges or even a moment, just a, you know, these pivotal moments that we run into in life. Sometimes you got to think to yourself when you're scared or you feel challenged, you got to think to yourself, what if you never have this moment again? Mm. You know, you may never, you know, imagine like when you're, when a football player reaches the Super Bowl, you got to prepare for that Super Bowl game, those two weeks up to Super Bowl like you've never prepared before because you may never get to the Super Bowl again. Yeah, you may play you play football. There's players, Charles Barkley never won an NBA championship. He's been there, but never won, right? You know, so you got to keep that in mind. You know, life is moment to moment and it can end at any moment too, right? Mm -hmm. Your sports career, you could be the number one basketball player in the state, in the country, whatever and your career can be ended at any time, right? Just like, just like life, you know, we all, 55,000 people, I believe, die on the US highways every day. Wow. Right? You gotta be you gotta be thankful. And that's not even number one, actually heart disease is number one cause of death. So more people die, more people than that die per day of heart disease, right? But, but 55,000, that might be an old stat statistic, actually. Maybe. It used to be 55,000 die on the American highways every day. So imagine the fact that one, be thankful that you're not one of those 55,000 people. Right. Every day. Right. Like it just has but, to happen to you. Right. But also realize that you easily could be because you're yeah. not in control. 
you know unless you you're in the house in a in a shell right and even then i mean shoot a lightning strike your house tornado happens i mean you just never know this happens inside right? the house right so you got to live your life to the fullest so you know ov- overcome your fears be more be more be more fearful of not of, of not su- being successful than you know of, of failing right because failure is a part of it anyway you're going to fail your way to success whether you like it or not right so uh why are you still pushing forward right so everyone's like yeah. pushing forward they're like okay tell me you push forward so to connect they make it relatable why are you still to right. this day pushing forward you hit number one ranking all right you you made made everybody know real estate is my game don't mess with me right oh so why are you still pushing forward you know you're gonna life uh, first of all one number one um you know, God put me here for a purpose, and my purpose is to continue to reach as many people as I can, and 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 continue to change lives. You know, change as many lives as I can, continue to help as many people become successful as I can, and, and, and realize their dreams. They always say, um, "Success is not real unless you have a successor," right? So I'm just trying to create a lot of successors to, you know, the things that I've learned and, and what I've been through. And if, if I can help by, you know, skipping some of the pitfalls and the mistakes that I made and make an impact on a life, then that's key for me. And, uh, you know, number one reason to keep pushing forward is, you know, like my children, right? I'm trying to create hey. legacies and, and generational wealth, right? Mm-hmm. And not just generational generational wealth of possessions, but generational wealth of, of life, right? right? So a standard of living that can go on from generation to generation. And I'm trying to help other people create generational wealth. I'm trying to help them you know, put their families in in, in, in amazing situations for the, for the generation to come. So, you know, that's why I keep pushing. And I just think that, like we just said, life is a constant evolution. It is. So I can't stop because I can stop and, you know what? Homes, money, cars, jobs, they could be taken away yeah. at any moment, at yeah. any time. So you got to keep pushing because you got to know that, you know what? They can burn the house down, but I can rebuild it. You know, they can, the, they, the business can go away, but I can start another one. I can start another one, right? Right, right. So that's the thing. Like, you know, you got to know that, you know, those things can all be taken away, but you got to keep pushing forward because mm-hmm. you always got to be ready to either build on what you have or, 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 or build it again. So I think that that's one of the number one reasons I keep pushing. And I just think that, you know, for the most part, there's always people that need you know that need what i have to give right the dreams that i have to give to the world there's always going to be people that need it so for that reason i'm always going to keep pushing when i'm 70 years old thanks thank 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 god for social media and and being able to access i'll just like les brown i'll still be here giving this giving the word to people and giving inspiration and, and looking to empower people because you know the you help people they become i'm hoping they pass on and they bring other people up and make an impact, but then where's the next group that needs it, right? Right, that domino so, effect. Right, we just got to keep, we just got to keep going, right? We got a long way to go. We got a lot of work to do. Out here. Got a lot of work to do, man. You know Can't stop saying? here. You got to constantly add on to that resume, get that resources. Yeah. Right. And, and being being a, a person like you, making wave, being just a little country boy from New Jersey and coming out to being number one ranking in real estate in New Jersey is like, yo, if. If it's for me, and I know you said in my hometown, you inspired me, and I don't live in the same state, so I know the people. Oh man, that's dope. You, they're like, 
yo, I know this kid and he used to be in the same school and I did and he did things that gonna inspire me to up on my business. He wanna he inspired me to step out on my leap of faith. And that's what it's all about, building building that personal legend that's going to impact people for years to come. Years to come. And the fact 100%. that you just sounded like I'm going this is my mission. I don't I don't care about the corporate America. I don't care about the money they're making. I don't care about being rich. I just care about giving those resources and people valuing your resources, you know, not just giving it, but people like literally paying for your resources and like, I'm gonna get value from him. You know, not coming Absolutely. for as a, this is just another bill. No, it's not a bill, it's an investment. <laughs> and when you stop looking at it like a bill, then your investments will become that. They're, they're investments that's gonna teach me to continue to grow, to get to continue to elevate. And how come you can't elevate from a person that's being mentored by Les Brown? Come on now. <laughs> how, I know I know. In, in, in kingdom leadership, entrepreneurship, I know for a fact they like elevated up to here, like keep going. Why stop yeah. now? Y'all already got Les Brown attention. Don't stop now, keep going. You know, really, you so I tell, many resources. I tell you all the time, find these mentors, and look, you value what you pay for, right? So yeah. a lot of people are like, oh man, these these mentors or these classes. Like my one, I got a buddy who was like, I'm trying to get into the stock game, um, but man, these these cats want five hundred thousand, five thousand to get into their 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 uh their their little stock groups and all that. I'm like, yeah, but if you want to be in the stock game, if you pay five thousand to be a part of a stock group, you go in there and you learn the game. And you end up making twenty thousand, you know, within a couple months. Right. That's an investment well served. Right. Right. You know, you invest in, you know, being mentored by people like Les Brown and stuff like that. There's a lot of value in that. You value what you pay for. Because right. It's worth it. It's you know, worth it. It's worth it. You know. It's so I, I advise everybody, like, because here's the thing: if you're looking to get everything for free, then how much do you value yourself? Right. You got hey, I don't think they caught that. I don't think they caught it. Said again. Right? Are you free? You know Are what you saying? free? If, if you're looking to get everything for free, then how much do you value yourself? Are you free? You know what I mean? <laughs> like people don't understand that, right? Right. You don't. You don't. You don't value what you don't pay for, and oh, that's just God. human nature. That's why. Why do we buy these brands? Because we value that we brand. Value that brand, right? Right. We value certain brands. Like, look. There's a sneaker out there that looks just like that Nike. It does. That's at, that's at Target or Capable, Walmart. Why are you not buying it? Because you they don't value it. They don't value their brand. You'll spend that $200 on those Nikes before yeah. you spend $200 on that knockoff, right? Because you value that brand. Yeah. Right? You know, people always want stuff for free, but you're not free, right? <laughs> people always want, people, people always want, you know, somebody to, 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 to give them a warranty on something. But do you warranty yourself, right? right. Do you, how much commitment do you put towards you? You want somebody to, to, guarantee, to give you a guarantee, but you don't put guarantees on yourself. You want to say, look, I buy this. You better guarantee it works for a year. But are you guaranteeing that you're going to wake up every morning at 5.30 a.m. to start being successful, right? right. You're going to hold yourself accountable. You're going right. to give yourself those same guarantees, right? Like. You pay for, you value what you pay for, right? And paying for not just money, I'm talking about with your time and your energy, right? Yeah. So, it goes you know, when you pay for something, it could be money, it could be time, it could be energy. So that's one of the things that people have to realize, like invest in yourself. If you're not willing to pay to learn and you're not, then you're not willing to invest in yourself. So that means you don't value yourself. 
from value yourself at all. And I, I like that you said that because uh, B. Simone, she said that, um, and she made a lot of people mad when she said it, but I actually agreed it because, agree with it because it's like you said, it's in everything in life. People look for, uh, in a relationship, you look for people to be this, this best version of themselves, you know, treat me with respect. Um, don't talk to me like that, or or um, I want a, a guy that's gonna treat me nice and gonna do this for me and do that for me. Okay, but are are you giving it? Right. Are, are you giving it? Because if you're not giving right. it, how how can you be like, oh, I want to get, I want him to be nice, but you're being mean and vicious, and then you get mad, and now he's being mean and vicious to you. It's like, yo, you created that though, because you're not giving that. It's that unequal right. give and take. Right. Like that in business, in in life, in relationships. If you're asking for the best version of something, like this car better work, like you said, for five years, because I paid a lot of money. Are you gonna treat that car right? Or are you gonna trash it? Because if you trash it, it ain't gonna last that long. So are you gonna value it? You know, if you come into this person's life and they they know how to make their $20,000 a month and you're like, right. yeah, teach me. And they're like, oh yeah, cool. My course is $500, you go, skirt, huh? Right. Well, wait, so, wait, excuse so, me, 500? <laughs> so it's like, so you wanna be a millionaire, but it's not worth a five, your, million, your millionaire dreams aren't worth a $500 investment. Yeah, right. Like, right. I think people should say that to themselves. Like, even if it's five thousand, your millionaire dreams aren't worth a five thousand dollar investment in yourself. In yourself. In yourself. Right. Okay. So if you can't invest in yourself, but you want somebody else to invest in you for free. Yeah, that sounds very backwards. Very backwards. Right? <laughs> you you sound backwards. But you want someone else to invest in you for free, right? Oh man, give me that game, bro. Well, listen, man, I charge. You know, blah blah. No, but give it to me for free. Oh, oh, wait a minute. You don't want to pay to invest in yourself, but you want me to invest in you for yeah. free. Mm, nah, not gonna happen, right? That's why, like, <laughs> when I, like my friend, my friends have businesses. I never ask my friends for discounts from their businesses because if I find value in their business, I'm willing to pay full price. Just like I don't go in a Louis Vuitton store and say, "Yo, I need that bag," but y'all gonna give me a discount? Y'all know they don't discount. Walmart gave it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They don't do that, right? So why would I ask? Right. If I'm willing to go pay for, you know this hat I go in lids or whatever store is and you know it ain't on sale but I'm going to say you know I'll pay for it but I'll give you 35 dollars for it but then right. I go to my friend's business and be like yo bro I'm your people give me a discount I must not I don't I must not value your business that much right I value a hat more than I value my your business jeez that's, right. that's not gonna work like you said like me I invested in a course like I've invested in a digital marketing course right. just to understand how to set up my um my my uh Instagram or just to know the ins out of Instagram and Facebook I spent a thousand don't I tell people that they're like why I'm like, so if somebody come to you and say, I'll, I'll teach you everything I know for $5, and then you get mad because you didn't get nothing out of it. Why you get mad? You spent $5. You spent $5. I was like, I learned way more than I could have ever did that by myself. I wouldn't learn as much yeah. as I did. I was like, I value each thing. I was like, that was, that was something I needed to know. Now I know. I didn't care that it, that, that was the value of it. That was the value because they took time. They've been doing it for right. years. Why would I take that from them, you know? So now I see people do it when I see courses that maybe I can't afford right now. I'm like, I'm gonna keep grinding because I want to know what you know. You know, I want to know why you gotta, is yeah. your score is so high. I want to know the value I can get from it because if I can be, like you said, be, be uh, in a family full of people that's going to continue to like evolve me, then why am I like, oh, my million dollar dream, I can't spend $500. Or my million dollar right. dream, I can't spend $1,000. But I said, God, send me, I want to be a millionaire, a trillionaire in seven different ways. 
So seven different ways you can took one five hundred dollars. Right. Oh, right. God, this right. is what God gonna do. He gonna scratch his head like, so are you sure? You know. Yes. There's seven Absolutely. different ways. So I need seven more of these five hundred dollars coming to your plate. And each time it comes to your plate, you're like, nope, nope. Yep. So, okay, neither of those blessings do you want. So, like you said, do you want it or right. do you not? <laughs> so, yeah, you got to be willing to invest in yourself. Like, you can't invest in yourself. Don't expect anybody else to invest in you. Right. Knowing that value and going to seek it, man. Hey, leave a message because I know that fire has been dropped, man. I don't Ooh. know. People ain't getting it. But, look, it wasn't just about real estate. It was about building your mentality. It was about knowing who yeah. you are, your personal legend. Mm -hmm. And I had so much fun just sitting here oh, this talking is, to uh, you. Man. I'm definitely going to... Hey, want to know more about the the leadership? Oh, man, I want to definitely get back in it. And I'm like, I need to know more. I want to have a family, you know. So uh, basically, build it onto that portfolio of mentors. You know, why not? That's that. That's the thing I see. I see absolutely multiple mentors because I can learn from everybody. So hey, if, if they ain't getting value, I got value, and know that <laughs> I'm still with you. I'm gonna be with you way after the podcast. So look. Yeah. Leave a message that's going to resonate with souls even after we're going on this podcast and let them know that they are not alone. Listen, listen, if I had to say one thing to wrap up a lot of what we said and something I want you to think about every day, everybody to think about every day is the life you seek can exist with limitations. Mm. Limited vision equals a limited life. Hey. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Hey. Expand, expand your vision, expand your life. Go for it. Make Yo. it happen. You can't limit your life, right? You got to go for all the things you dream about, all the things you want to do, all the things that come to mind. They're coming to you for a reason. And you, you got you to gotta take those steps. Remember, you can't. You, you don't have to be great to get started, but you got to get started to be great. Hey, you got to start. Hey, and if they ain't got the fire by now, man, they're going to have to replay it and replay it and replay it because yeah. we're here yeah, to stay. Absolutely. Building bosses in the mind and in the soul, man. I love what yeah, you're doing. We're going to keep it going. We're going to keep it going. I appreciate Always. you. Always. I love what you're doing, man. Keep inspiring. Know that I'm with you all the way. If everybody exactly. fall off, I'm going to be right down like, no, nah, hey. he's fire. Hey. He's good yeah. people. It's good. You gotta man. vibe with your tribe, man. We we you and my tribe. Let's go. I'm with it. And I appreciate you taking time to come to the PG podcast and just uniting with so many souls. And hey, it's not about like he said, it's not about where you start. It's just as long as you start and you keep pushing you forward because you're gonna have trials, you're gonna have problems, you're gonna go through the situations, but those are lessons that turns into blessings. And without Absolutely. those, we can't be our most high selves. So look, oh, man. look, me, Keon, and Shar from the PG Podcast, we are definitely here to say we love you. And if you did not Absolutely. know today, tomorrow, yesterday, we're gonna continue to love you and you can't do nothing about it. That's the thing, right. man. They can't do nothing about it. We can say I love you and they're gonna burn their soul. That's all right. We still That's gonna right. love you. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, appreciate it, man. It was love. And I hope to see you hey. get here to give more sauce, man. Will. Always. You will. Absolutely. Y'all stay super blessed out there. Always, man. And we'll, we'll tune with you later and keep blessed and live to inspire, man. Absolutely. Right. Talk to y'all later. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs>